Okay, welcome back to the five minute Bible study. Um, I was just reading my notes that I wrote down after I read this and kind of was a punch in the gut just thinking about my day yesterday, but it's a good punch in the gut. Um, so I will read Matthew 4 verse 1 to 11 and then we will break it down. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man does not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, Throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Then Jesus answered him, It is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and angels came and attended him. Okay. So, to start, I just want to make a minor notice that the Spirit of God led Jesus to this barren place. And I found that shocking that God would lead him to a barren place. Um, but then the next thing it says, first of all, he depleted himself so that he had nothing. He had no strength, no clarity of thinking, no energy. He had nothing. He could not rely on himself because he was incapable of thinking clearly. He now had no choice but to rely on God. And then it says that the tempter came to him. So God brought him to the barren place, to this dark valley. But it was the tempter who came to him to bring the temptation of sin. And so then he says, okay, so if you're God and you've got all this God power and you can create food, why don't you just create it? Why don't you just make yourself some sustenance? Why bother suffering if you can do something about it and take it into your own hands? And this hit me because sometimes I don't think God, I don't think he wants our hurt to magically go away so that we feel better. Sometimes being completely depleted is exactly what we need because then we need to rely on him and ask him and trust him to give us what we need instead of taking matters into our own hands to solve our problem because we don't enjoy hurting. And I am someone who is a control freak and I love to take matters into my own hands and get rid of the hurt or worry as quickly as possible. Instead of trusting God to solve it, where Jesus says, he, refer, he refers to the Bible. The Bible says, that's the only source that matters. I don't need to refer to another person, another book. The Bible says that man doesn't thrive on anything but God. I could be full of food and still be starving because I'm not full of God. So food doesn't solve all the issues. And then I thought it was interesting because then Satan took him to the highest point of the temple. And that to me almost felt like in God's face. Taking him to the highest point of God's place in your face and says, come on, jump off. I mean, God says that he has angels for you to look after you and protect you. So let's go. And to me, it almost sounds like he's tempting Jesus to use his godness for selfish reasons. God said he's got angels, so why don't you go and live it up? It has nothing to do with God's will. It just has to do with living up your freedom because God says he'll protect you. And then again, Jesus refers to the Bible when he says, Trust him, but don't test him. Trust that his words are true and genuine, and should circumstances come along that 
call for it. He will send his angels. He will take care of you. But don't go taking advantage of that and making poor and selfish decisions just because he said that he would do this and now you want to see if he'll stick to his word. That's, that's not the way to approach it. That's completely selfish and greedy. And then he takes him to the highest mountain. He takes him up high where he can see all the places and people of power and their splendor because they do have splendor. I was in home since last night. It does contain splendor. And I do want to buy and splurge on the splendor. And he tempts Jesus to forfeit all that he is, his godliness, for this splendor, for this beauty that he sees right in front of him. And I ask the question here myself, do I fall for the same temptation and cave to have worldly stuff and take a little step away from who God made me? And I know it's just home sense, but I know what my thoughts are and I know what God is calling me to. And it isn't to spend money necessarily on myself and to make my house beautiful. It's for others. And he was polite up to this point, but now Jesus says, you know what? Enough. Get away from me. Physically, mentally, leave. Don't come near me. Why? Because the Bible says, oh, which is exactly why I'm reading the Gospels, because that's all that we need and that's all that matters is what the Bible says. And he says that the Bible says that God's kingdom is the only kingdom that stands and lasts and has powerful. And as beautiful as these kingdoms are, as beautiful as this splendor is, and these things that I want, because they are beautiful, they are nothing compared to God's beauty and what he holds for you. And though their beauty can trick me into thinking that they are worth it, I won't cave. It's only God's, no matter how attractive anything else might seem. And the devil left, and what I found most beautiful was as soon as the devil left the vicinity, the angels came in and could take care of Jesus. And I think that is stunning.